Hey, I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelsey. We spend about 80% of our time talking about Disney. And the other 20% of the time waiting for someone else to bring it up so we can talk about it more. So we started a podcast where we can talk all things Disney all the time. Welcome to the Happy Travel Podcast. Welcome back to Happy Travel Podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Kelsey. We, again, are two sisters who love to talk about Disney and are excited to share with you our thoughts and inputs on today's topic. This is technically our first like content episode. So we we also put out an intro, which is really just us going back and forth sharing stories. But today we're going to give you some good information to help you when thinking about planning a Disney trip, which is basically the point of this whole podcast, right? Exactly. This is episode one. I would say the intro is like episode zero. So this is officially the start of our episodes. So if you haven't listened to episode zero intro, you can always go back and just get to know Kelsey and I a little better. And we share with you basically why we think we our experts or have any right to talk <laughs> on this topic. So um, go- yes. a good starting point. But today we're going to talk about, I think one of the first things when you start planning a trip that you think about is when should I go? And this is a question I see asked a lot in you know Facebook groups. And I, I personally get asked it, um, what's the best age to take my kids to Disney? Do you, do you think people ask you that? Do you have friends or, you know, when they're starting, do they ask you that question, Kelsey? Yeah, especially because a lot of my friends have young kids like I do. And so they'll be like, you've already gone so many times. Like, should I start thinking about going? And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, well, they'll learn today why we <laughs> why, say what, what we, we say. But yeah, absolutely yeah, they ask. And I I do think I see it asked a lot in Facebook <clears throat> groups. And the group groups are great. You can get a lot of people's input in groups. But people are going to tell you what they've done and why they think that they were right basically. And you're going to get somebody who's going to say, oh, I took my one-year-old and it was amazing. You have no background information. You don't know that kid. They may have gone because their in-laws live 20 minutes down the road and they went to Magic Kingdom for a day. You don't know the history behind it. So I would say take those inputs with a grain of salt, but we're going to tell you some things to think about to really make sure that the first time you go is the best time for your family. But the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's true. Of taking kids. <laughs> That's true. I remember when I asked you to write a blog post for the agency um, blog about when you took Milo and she was two. And I was like, you know, some tips. And you said, just don't. <laughs> but <laughs> now looking back, we know that's a lie. We'll tell you more about that today. But um, Well, I'll tell you why that I said that. And it wasn't because of my child. It was because of me being 27 weeks pregnant that's and anemic. True. That's what it was. That's true. Not about it's not Mila's fault. And being exposed to COVID. And yeah, it was just. It was a wild time to go for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I do want to throw out a spoiler alert before we get started, because if you are here today thinking that you're going to walk away with a number age that is the perfect time to take your kid, that's not what we're giving you. I don't know if it's the teacher in us that we're going to lead you to the answer, but we're not going to give <laughs> you the answer, but we're yeah, not going yeah. to tell you an exact age because Kelsey and I both agree on this, that there just is no, there's no magic age to take your kid. There's so many factors that go into it that there's just not one flat answer about when you should take your kid to Disney for the first time. Yeah. So we'll give you like our experience and what 
we thought was a good and bad part about the different ages that we've taken our kids. But like, would I go back and change it? No. And really the only thing Sarah has said is that she wishes she had gone earlier, but like, yeah, yeah. as far as like experiencing Disney with personally. your kids, like there were reasons that you didn't go earlier, yeah. but if you could go back and redo it, I'm sure you'd be like, yeah, I'll take him. I would be know, six months old. <laughs> yeah. I think that, and we can kind of get into that too again at the end, but um, I now looking back, I know I could have taken them sooner, yes. but at the same time, our first trip was just so amazing that I, I have no regrets. I wouldn't necessarily change it, but I know it would have been, it would have been fine to take them earlier too. So right. either way. Um, so we have just, we're going to kind of go through three things that we really know for, we added, <laughs> we added, <laughs> we separated one, four things that we really think are uh, what you should consider and think about when you are, con- you know, wondering what age you should take your kids. So the first one is the height requirement for rides. So there are a lot of rides at Disney that have no height requirement and they are, you know, good for everybody in the family. But then there are rides that do have a height requirement. And the first time that we took our boys, and I'm going to forget, even though we talked about this yesterday, they were six, six and, eight. and almost eight, Oh, like three weeks yeah. from being eight. So we're going to say six and eight. So the first time we took ours, they were six and eight and they were tall enough for every single ride. This was unintentional. We actually just decided to go that year because my youngest started kindergarten. So we stopped paying for daycare and I was like, well, now all of our daycare money can go to Disney, but it worked out because they could ride every single ride. They were tall enough for all of them. And as I've said before, we are a thrill ride family and they they were excited. They loved all the rides. They liked being able to ride all the big rides. So it worked out well that they were tall enough. Again, we did not do that on purpose, but it it worked out for our family that they were tall enough. What yeah. do you, what are your thoughts? Because you took your kids when they were like not tall enough to ride hardly anything, I guess, right. but except <laughs> well, for those family rides. So what would, yeah. What are your thoughts on yeah. that? So our very first time going was that as we spoke about in our intro episode when COVID had basically started as soon as we got home um, and my daughter was eight months old, we, which is another story for another time, did not go inside (laughs) any of the parks because it was a very last minute uh, quick trip. And so we just kind of hung out at the resort. We stayed at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge Kadani Village, which was fantastic so So the first real time that we went into the parks with her she was about two and a half years old and like I said previously I was also 27 weeks pregnant uh, which made a huge difference so I guess it worked out that uh, most of the rides that she could ride I could also ride and the ones that she couldn't ride because she was too short I couldn't ride because I was pregnant so it kind of worked out that we both were limited in the same ways. Actually, there was one ride she could ride that I couldn't, which was two, actually, um, Tomorrowland Speedway and the Barnstormer. And so she, she got to go love Barnstormer. With, yeah, she got <laughs> to go with my husband on like her first real roller coaster. And I couldn't go because I was pregnant, which was fine. Um, but as far as like height for that trip, um, really Barnstormer was the only thing she was tall enough for. So she was two and a half, like I said, and Barnstormer's 35 inches. And so I think she was like 36 and the rest of the rides that she would have wanted to ride are like 38 and up. But then we went this past August and she had just turned three and she was over 38 inches. I think she was like 39. So she could do the 38 inch ones, but not the 40 inches. 
And so she was able to ride. Um, she was able to ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, but we didn't take her on it because of like the timing and the line. But she was able to ride like Slinky Dog Dash. And she, I don't really know if she liked that one, but um, that was definitely like a big factor in the trip that we took when she was three is, oh, she's going to be able to ride more and she'll be able to understand more. And that's also something that I tell people is just because they can ride it doesn't mean that they should. Like just because they meet the high requirement, maybe you have a really tall kid, which I do. So like she mentally is younger than some five-year-olds who are her same height, you know? And so like she may be able to ride it according to the height requirement but she's going to be scared it might ruin her day like there you just have to really do your research which is something that I am going to say no matter what is like do your research find the rides that you think that they would be able to ride and then look for yourself to see if they even should because they might not like it you know your kid which is something we're going to talk about later but like just because they are tall enough doesn't necessarily mean like they could be 10 years old and definitely tall They'll enough not for the ride, be into but it. that's true. Yeah, does that mean that they're going to like? Well, I mean, like my sister in law is definitely tall enough for Tower of Terror, but she will never go near Tower of Terror ever again in her <laughs> life. So just just because she meets the high requirement does not mean that you have to ride that ride. Well, we so we like I said, we first took the boys; they were tall enough to ride everything, but we'd never done a theme park with them. So mm. you know, we're, here in Texas, we're close to Six Flags, the original Six Flags, and we'd never even done that. So we had never taken them on rides. And I think Space Mountain was the first one that we did when we got to Magic Kingdom. And not only is it a roller coaster, you sit in a seat by yourself. So you're not even like next to anyone and it's in the dark. And we walked up and I remember they asked something and Ryan, my husband and I looked at each other and we're like, oh, we've never, we never asked them if they like roller coasters. (laughs) Like, we don't know. We were just going to throw them on there. We just thought, oh yeah, it's the ride. So fun. But which is great if you have kids that are okay with that. Yeah. And it worked out because they loved it and they had no, you know, problems with it. But yeah, we never really, we didn't really (laughs) ask them. We just kind of assumed and went, you know, we, I guess we kind of planned the trip for ourselves. And then we were like, oh yeah, uh, we don't know if they're going to like it, but they did. But then there's the flip side of that. So we went with friends. It was the first time we went during Halloween um, and did the Halloween party and all that. But we went with friends who have three kids and their youngest is younger than ours as well. Their older two are the same age as ours. And then they have a younger one and he's pretty small for his age. And so we all go up to, to, um, rock and roller coaster, like ready to ride. And he's small for his age, but he's like total big kid. Like he wants to do what all the big kids are doing. He loves to do it all. And he wasn't tall enough. And he was devastated that he was not tall enough to ride it. And he had to sit and wait with like his dad, I think sat with him and we all, you know, went and rode it. And he was super bummed. We did go back with them uh, like two years after at Christmas and he got to write it. So that was good. But that goes back to, I think, doing your research so that you you know what your kid can and can't ride. Now with a younger kid like Mila's age, she's not going to be disappointed if she can't go on a ride necessarily. But, you know, those kids that are kind of in between, just have an idea before you go of what they're going to be tall enough for or not tall enough for. Because especially if you're doing lightning lane, you don't want to get a lightning lane for a ride and then get there and find out, you know, that one of your kids can't do it. I mean, you can still ride switch and there are ways around that, but you may have a really bummed kid who is Mm -hmm. anticipating riding this ride and then they can't. So definitely be aware of your kid's height, be aware of the height requirements for rides, 
you know, if you're going because you're super excited to do a specific ride, but then your kid's not tall enough, that's not going to be good. So do your research, know uh, those rides, know what they can and can't do and plan your trip according to what you know that your family is going to be able to do. So our next point that uh, we think you should consider when, you know, planning your trip and trying to figure out the best age for your child to go is the cost and how much money you're going to have to spend. So um, Disney does things a little different. Over the age of 10 is considered an adult in Disney prices at restaurants, at, uh, you know, for park tickets, all that it's considered an adult. So now when I go, I've got four adults that are going. It costs <laughs> a lot more than when we first started going. I mean, and not, I don't want to say a lot, but it does. It costs more and and they eat more like naturally now anyways. Um, so the cost is definitely different with them being older. But when you took your Mila for the first time, Kelsey, what was that cost like? <laughs> It was great. She was free. <laughs> right. Like it, it almost makes it worth it. Yeah, exactly. Like we did not have to pay for her to stay in the room or for her to have a ticket. And I mean, even us going this December, we now have another child and we don't have to pay for her for a ticket or the room. So it is nice um, not having to pay for them. And then they turn three and you're like, oh man, like that is, <laughs> now you have that to hurts. Pay. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but it's if you're wanting to go and they're under three and you're like on the fence about it, but you know, you really want to go. I think that is one of those that'll push you towards going like, go ahead and go. If you know that you love Disney and you want to go, go ahead and go because it doesn't cost you any extra to take your kid. But then you have to jump back to the height requirement and think it's going to be a different trip. It's going to be different than if you're taking older kids who, yes, you have to pay for them, but then they can write everything. So just kind of, you know, be aware of that. Yes, they're free, which is great, but it's going to be, it's not necessarily going to be a trip like you would just take as adults. Um, I also think though, for my boys now, right now, they are 12 and tomorrow, actually, my oldest turns 14. If I were to take them right now on their first trip or last December would have been their first trip, it would not be the same at all. Even though, you know, money aside, it's at this point, they love going because it's nostalgic. And I think we took them, the age we took them was good because they have now those like family memories. And now when they go, they think of, oh, remember when this happened, mom? Remember when dad lost his phone on Big Thunder Mountain? You know, we like to talk about stuff like that. They love to share with their friends. They like to talk about it and it's nostalgic. So I would definitely say, um, I guess that kind of combines those height and money. I would not wait until they're this age, it's just, they would, it would not be the same experience if this was their first time going, because there are things that are more childlike than, you know, teenagers. Now there are areas, Star Wars, Guardians, all of that, that are still appealing to older kids. But I just, if it was the first time, I don't know, you know, that, that my kid would be so excited to see Mickey at age 14. If it wasn't, if Mickey hadn't been in his life, like so many years. So it's definitely, um, you know, I would, I guess that's my, I'm not going to say an age, but I would say don't wait too long. Like go, go a little when they're younger. And the money is one reason because they cost less to take when they're under 10, when they're younger. So for your first time, I would definitely say go kind of when they're younger. 
And my daughter already has nostalgia from going because I bought her a new pair of shoes when we went in August and they're like tennis shoes, but they're like silver sparkly shoes. And I, when I bought them, I told her we're going to save these for when we go to the castle. And now anytime she wants to put on shoes, she'll be like, oh, I need a, I need some shoes. Which, what shoes should I wear? I'm like, I don't know what shoes you want to wear. And she'll be like my castle shoes. <laughs> and that's something we mention like every single day. Like those are one of two pairs of tennis shoes she chooses from. So it's either her light up shoes or her castle shoes. So like she already has nostalgia and she remembers the castle. Like she knows what that we went. She knows what we did. She remembers some parts of it. So like already she's developing that relationship with Walt Disney World and what experiences that she has had there. But then it's also a dagger to your heart when she says, Rara, I want to go to the castle. And I'm like, okay, you know, as an adult, okay, yeah. And she's like, okay, are we going? And then I have to say, no, it's not like that. We can't just like go show up yeah. the castle. It's far away. That's her new thing. Money, mm-hmm. But yeah, she's like, okay, let's go. And I'm like, oh, trust me. I, if I could, I would get on a plane with you right now and go to the castle right? with you. But she, I yeah. Know, I tell her that. she's I'm excited, like, but doesn't fully understand what all it entails. But that's okay. We'll take we'll take the the good with the bad because that's a good problem to have wanting to take her. That kind of leads us into our next point, which is know your kid. Because, you know, Kelsey is sitting here telling us that Mila is three and she loves to go, but she also is surrounded by Disney stuff all the time. I have a friend who has her daughter is six and they just don't do Disney stuff in their house. So her daughter really doesn't even know who the the princesses are. So what? she would go, I know, I know when the first time I was like, listen, we're going to have to work on this, but they just did not. She's, I don't think she's ever been, if she's been, it was when she was like really little. And so it just was not something that was a big deal to, to her. And it's not something she's really passed on to her kid. So um, know your kid, know what they would like and know what they can handle. So the, this makes me think about, we went to, um, well, when my kids were little, like we've talked about before, our mom was really into Disney. I still credit her for, you know, hyping the boys up and getting them into Disney with watching all the movies and such. And we always knew when they were younger that we were going to go one day to Disney world. So we would talk about it and we would tell them, you know, yeah, we're going to go. We kind of like, you know, got them excited about it, but then we would also Staten, my youngest love him to death, but he, um, he can throw fit like no other. Like he's just very, he just, he just is very much like, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it, but not hard headed, but I don't know. He just, he, he's, he is his own person. And so <laughs> he would, you know, if he'd like, you know, cry about something or fuss about something when he was younger, we'd be like, oh, well then I guess you're not ready for Disney world. Cause you can't handle that. So you can't go to Disney world yet. So we would like kind of use that to entice him to, to like man up, to act like a bigger kid. And when, what year was it that we went to DC? I think 2016, I think right before you guys went to Disney for the first time. So maybe it was that summer before we went to Disney the first time. And we knew, so we had already booked the trips, but we surprised the kids. We didn't tell them until like we were headed to the airport, but we knew that summer and we went So me and my boys and Kelsey and Ryan, you guys were just dating at the time. We were engaged. You were engaged. Um, So we drove, you know, this is a whole story for another podcast. We drove to Virginia from Texas and we did (laughs) DC. Um, My oldest at the time was really obsessed with um, 
Abraham Lincoln. So uh, he was excited to go. We did all that. Well, it's a lot of walking, like walking around all the monuments. And Staten had a meltdown in front of the Washington Monument because he was tired and he was hungry and he couldn't go. And me and Staten are like yelling at each other in the middle. I mean, he's like five at the time, but we're just, you know, and oh, I'm like, that's great. fine. And you're not going to Walt Disney World because you clearly, you can't handle the walking. You can't handle the heat. You you can't handle this. You're not going to Disney. And then he's like, no, I want to go to Disney. It just was this whole thing. But I no, just remember kid. him crying about no, like a Gatorade or something. Yes. I just want a Gatorade. <laughs> he was so thirsty. There was like a cart there. So we had to buy him a Gatorade because he was so <laughs> thirsty. And, so, and then I was honestly having those like, I don't know if we can do Disney then because this kid is like, he. I don't know that he can handle it. So you got to know your kid. You've got to know what they can handle. Um when I, when we were planning it, people told me, you know, get a stroller. And I was like, I am absolutely not getting a stroller for my six and eight year old. Like my, my kids were not stroller kids. I'm not, we decided not to, and it worked out. They were completely fine. Our trip was amazing. They handled it well and they were fine. Um, but, but I, I also feel like there, I knew my kids, I knew that they weren't going to sit in a stroller. They weren't going to need a stroller. And also my husband and I were like, yeah, we're not, we are not pushing you around Walt Disney world in a stroller. You are six and eight. That would be so exhausting. But there, there are times. And when you've taken Mila, we've had a stroller. So, so I will say that I've never personally had the stroller experience. I got the stroller experience in August. When we went together. Um, and so that definitely gave me insight into helping clients because I got to firsthand, you know, be on a trip with a stroller, but I knew my kids, they were not going to be stroller kids at that age. They didn't need a stroller, but now you have a different experience with that. Yeah. So I also don't have a stroller kid. Um, she, I think it's just because like, I mean, COVID happened probably because you don't like go eight anywhere. months old. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to say is yeah. COVID happened and we, we just didn't go anywhere. And if we did go anywhere, it would be like me and Ryan together with Mila. So it's like, why do we need a stroller? We can just carry her. She can walk, whatever. So really we did not use a stroller with her like in life. And so when we went, when she was two and a half, we debated for a very long time, whether we were going to bring one or not. And it worked out because we drove because we visited family in Florida. And so we brought our Bob single Bob jogging stroller with us, which I will sing Bob's praises all the time. Um, And so there were times on that trip where there was nothing in the stroller except our junk and she wanted to be carried or she wanted to walk with us. And again, I was 27 weeks pregnant. (laughs) Yes, I carried a sleeping two and a half year old out of Epcot at 27 weeks pregnant and anemic because nobody else could touch her. She wouldn't let anybody else hold her. But there were also times where she passed out in the stroller and we just pushed her through animal kingdom. Like I have a TikTok video I made of Ryan, just like he was just doing laps between like the two stores on either side of the tree of life (laughs) at animal kingdom. He's just like doing laps with this sleeping baby in the stroller for, I mean, a good, 30 to 45 minutes, I think, while we like rested. I think Oliver had a snack. We were shopping. It was raining. So we like went inside for a little bit. So yes, know your kid, but also like don't think like, oh, well, they don't use a stroller, so they're not going to use one. Like they might. And we also, we enticed her. We would say like, you can't eat your snack unless you're sitting in the stroller because I'm not going to let you eat and walk because you're going to get lost. And you're going to like, if you're walking, you have to hold a hand and you can't do that while you're eating a snack. And so we would like tell her if you're going to be 
eating your snack, you have to be in the stroller. She would do it immediately. She'd be like, Hey, I'm hungry and climb up in the stroller yeah, and she be like, be give me my snack. Sure, especially. Oh yeah. Well, do and lately think- now that we have like a younger one, we actually have been taking her on walks with a double stroller and she loves it. She just like sits there and like relaxes. So I honestly think when we go back, she'll be four and a half, but I think we're going to bring Still, a double stroller and she's that- going to like being in it. Do you they get tired? Feel, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do you feel like having a stroller, even though you think she could probably walk? I mean, when we went, I feel like she walked around a lot. She rode in the stroller some too with her bubble wand. But do you feel yes. like having the stroller um, extends your day? Like, does it make you able to stay in the park longer and kind of makes her last longer, I guess, because she does have that place to relax, even if she's not in it all of the time you do you feel like it's helpful to have to just kind of make your day last a little longer for sure because I think if she did get tired and there were a few times where she was like my legs hurt or I'm tired or like I just want to sit down and if we didn't have a stroller like I would have had to carry her so really I would say it it extends your day not because of your child but because of you like I don't want to carry her around so (laughs) that's true if she got so tired that she kept asking for me to carry her I would be like we just have to leave because I can't keep carrying you around so it was nice that we had the stroller to stick them in and like you mentioned the bubble wand so we were there with my niece so we had a double stroller with two three-year-olds and we would tell them like, if you want to hold your bubble wand, you have to be in the stroller. And so they, and they were only allowed to have the bubble wand when they were sitting yeah. in the stroller, they couldn't walk around with it. And also like letting a three-year-old wander aimlessly around Disney world is not a smart Terrifying. idea anyway. So we, the yeah. first time we went though, Staten was six and we still, we would, we would call it getting home alone. Cause we're like, don't, cause Staten would just start following somebody who had the same color shirt as Ryan. And it's like, that's not your dad. And, or he'd follow bubble or you know we're like you're gonna get home alone like following the wrong family yeah definitely be like keeping track of your kid a stroller is good for that and it's forced rest you know of course a toddler especially at Disney is not going to say yeah I'm tired I want to rest but it at least gives them that that break you kind of force them entice them to have that little break that will then make your day last a little longer And I think this is the perfect segue into our next point, which is to have realistic expectations for your kids. So you'll, as you hear more, us talk more, you'll know, I love all of the magical extras. I love the parties. I love the after hours events. My kids are older. We can do that stuff. We can stay for Mickey's very merry Christmas party and get our money's worth and stay, you know, into the night. Because they are older and they can hang, I guess, longer without needing a break or rest or such. But would you ever consider taking Mila to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party like right now? No. (laughs) And we're not going when we go in December. December. Well, and that's also because I will have an 18, 21-month-old, 21, 21, I don't know, whatever. She'll be like closer to two. Um, But for me, it's like I love Magic Kingdom and I know what Magic Kingdom can offer us. And I would much rather that happen at 10 a.m. than 9 p.m. When she's in and I don't want to pay. Exactly. I don't want to pay all of that money. Yeah. For us to at like 9.30 p.m. be like, oh, we just want to leave because that's half of the night, you know, like then it's like, why did we do this? Right. So 
yeah, I love the parties. And we did do the Halloween party with the girls when we went oh, in yeah. August, the three-year-old But we girls. also, and this is where a travel agent comes in because they can help you work that itinerary. That was the only day we did at Magic Kingdom. Exactly. So instead of doing a say, full yeah. park day and then the party, we only, and we didn't even stay that late. I mean, I feel like we hit the high points. Mm-hmm. They really just cared about seeing the castle and, you know, the Halloween stuff was cute. Wanted to go inside the castle, oh but it was gosh. closed for the party, which, you know, we're, we're redeeming that's that. On don't you. worry. That's but, on like, that's you the- completely because I said we should take her to eat at Cinderella's Royal Table and you said no. And then we get there. I stand by those. I'm fine. Yeah. Well, then we get there. We're walking up and Mila goes, I want to go in the castle. And I was like, uh, to be fair, we didn't have to go to the restaurant. We could have just walked through, but even the walkway was closed. So if we had just done the walkway, she would have been fine. But whatever. Either way, we're eating at Cinderella's Royal Table next time because you owe it to her. But yes, we are. Yes, we are. But no, I'm not taking a three-year-old, a four-year-old, a two-year-old to the Christmas party after even if we didn't have a whole day of a park that day, like I just think yeah. in general, that's not where I want to spend my money. Yeah. And it, it Disney is expensive and the party is expensive. But if you have older kids like you, where you're like, all we really want to do at Magic Kingdom is ride a bunch of rides, then the party is perfect yeah. because there's like no lines. You're going to get through them so quickly and yeah. you're in a party. So it's like the environment is super fun and exciting. Yeah. And so it's like the best of both age, worlds. Yeah, my kids at their age appreciate that and they yes. they want to do that. And I think as long as you go into it having that realistic expectation and this can jump back to those height requirements too. Don't go into it thinking that you and your spouse and your three-year-old are going to go ride rock and roller coaster because you're not. Your kid's not going to be able to go on it. You can ride switch so you can ride it, but it's not going to be your, you know, your whole family is not going to get to go. If you want to spend your whole time ride switching, you know, okay, that's on you, but it's not, you know, necessarily going to be um, the trip that you're anticipating. So go into it being realistic, have go into it being realistic I can see and it. under oh, and understanding, you know, what you are going to get to do and not do. And working with a travel agent such as Kelsey or I, we are going to help you with that. You know, when I, um, I give clients usually my suggested, uh, what I get at what time for lightning lane for using genie plus, and I'll adjust it based on the height of their kids. I'm not going to tell you that you should use your first genie plus to get rock and roller coaster if your kids can't ride it. So working with the travel agent is going to help you on doing that as well as, um, you know, just knowing what to expect and having realistic expectations so that when you get there, you're not disappointed thinking you were going to have a certain type of trip and then you're not because it can work. It can work for every age. I think that's our point too, is that it can work for any age as long as you're prepared and you think through what it's going to be like. And hopefully these tips that we've kind of brought up are going to help you really put together that realistic trip for you and your family, depending on the ages of your kids. Yeah. And I would say like a, a hack, I guess you could say before you go is we watched some YouTube videos and Sarah will argue, don't watch YouTube videos of the rides that you're going to ride because that will ruin the magic of yeah. the ride. Yeah, please. I don't. mean, watching YouTube videos, like specifically when we went to the Halloween party, I showed her a video of a parade from a previous Halloween party that didn't ruin anything for her. It's so much better when you're there, obviously, but I wanted her to visually be able to see what to expect. And I think that's a big problem that a lot of parents run in, run into is they want everything to be a surprise and magical. And then they get there and like the parents think it's great, but the kids are like, 
okay, they're, like what right. is this supposed or to be? They're it's not cool for them. Or yes. they're overwhelmed by everything and they can't really take anything in and appreciate it. So I do think that's good. And there are so many people out there who vlog and, you know, do YouTube videos and such of even just walking through the park, even just, you know, entering the park and all of that, that you can show your kid and they may see something. And then they at least have an idea and are anticipating what they're going to see. And it builds it up and they get excited. I know we talked about Disney World all the time with my kids before we first took them and they loved the movies and they knew the characters and all of that. But when we surprised them, like that morning, we, we did a whole thing. This is another episode we can talk about surprising your kids. And Colt said, are we going to get to stay all day? And I was like, oh, no, we're staying for like five days. Like they didn't know. They didn't understand how big it was and what all was going to be there. So you may in your mind think, oh, my kids want to go to Disney World. But in reality, yeah, your kids have no idea what they're going for. So showing them those YouTube videos and letting them see it. And I think with Mila, like now we don't call it going to Disney with Mila. We call it going to the castle because she knows about the castle and Magic Kingdom and she's excited to go see the castle. And now she knows when I go to the castle, I see the princesses. I get to, you know, ride these rides. She associates all of that. So giving them that concrete um, like idea or visual of what you're actually going to go do is great because then your kids will be excited once you get there and they're not going to be just so overwhelmed. They're going to have a little bit better of an idea of what to expect whenever you're there. And then once you do start going, like we look back at pictures from when we went all the time. So like I will, you know, maybe it pops up on my Facebook memories and I show her or I'm just like looking back at things from the past and I'll show her a picture and she'll be like, oh, we went to the castle and kids remember the most random stuff. Right. So she'll be like, oh, we went to the castle and this happened. And I'm like, yeah, how do you remember that? Or specifically when we went in August, we did the Hollywood and Vine breakfast that had Doc McStuffins and Fancy Nancy and Vampirina. And it also had, I think, Goofy and someone else or just Goofy. Yeah. And so we took a picture right when you walk in. It has like a big, I don't know what you would call it, like a backdrop. Yeah, a backdrop. And we took a photo of all of us in front of it. And I made that the screensaver on her iPad. And so every time she opens her iPad, she sees that picture and she just keeps talking about it and bringing it up. And so I feel like she remembers and like she has like toys from it. Like we brought her Doc McStuffins, like Dr. Kit, and we had Docs sign it. And so she'll like play with that and like talk about Doc McStuffins. And so I think like if you want to continue to go, like have it be a part of like all the time. Like for us, it is just because we love Disney, but like have it be something that they can continue to remember. It's not just like a one-off thing. And yeah, they're going to keep asking to go back. So like that might be annoying to some people, (laughs) but for us, I'm just like, yeah, absolutely. We're going to go back one day, but like for now let's watch, you know, like, oh yeah, you really liked riding the frozen ride. Why don't we watch frozen together? And then we like put it on TV and we watch it as a family, like stuff like that. Like just, you know, it doesn't have to be a one-time thing. Like Disney is all the time. It doesn't have to just be when you're there. You for know? us, for sure. So yeah. kind of to, to hit back over our points, like we said, there's no magic age. Actually, I'm going to change that. Every age is magical. It's a True. different trip at every age. I think Walt Disney's purpose when building the parks was for it to be something for everyone at every age. So we've gone 
from, you know, baby to taking grandparents. It's magical for everybody, but it's a different trip for every age. So when you're thinking about the first time you want to go and introduce your kids to the parks, think about how tall they are, what they're going to be able to ride, what they're not going to be able to ride. Think about the cost and, you know, if it's worth it to take them before you have to pay, if it's, you know, better to wait or what that might be depending on your financial situation, know your kid, know what they can handle, know what they're going to be into, and then set realistic expectations. Just know what you're getting yourself into because it can be an amazing trip no matter what age, but you've got to be realistic and you have to really be truthful with yourself about what your trip is going to look like depending on, you know, your kid and your family and how how old they are. So, um, and I, I think took- something we didn't bring up was food. Um, so like when we went the first time when the girls were like six and eight months old, like they're free. If you yeah. have a kid under three and you're at a restaurant, they're free. Yeah. They get like, if you're at a buffet, like you That's don't pay right. for them. You don't have to pay. Grace went crazy with the mashed potatoes <laughs> and we didn't have to pay for the kids. <laughs> she was, um, yeah. And so like, if you have a four-year-old and a two-year-old who are like kind of picky, like don't take them to a really nice restaurant that serves. Like I remember we went to be our guest as adults and Sean ordered the ratatouille. (laughs) We were like, this is so random that he got the ratatouille. It was really good. I tried some of it, but stuff like that where it's like, which they have other stuff at Be Our Guest, but some places they don't. Some places the food is like very themed and very cultural. And so if you know that your kid is not going to want to eat German food at a German restaurant, like maybe don't go to that restaurant. Like, yeah, you don't want to eat chicken nuggets and French fries your whole trip, but like also this is where research and having a travel agent comes in. Like know what kind of food your family likes to eat and look for those places. Then you're not wasting more of your money and your time. Yeah. But if they're under three, go for it because that's that's true too. Yeah. (laughs) But yes, that's it. That goes definitely into the money factor. So I took mine, like I said, when they were six and eight and I, I honestly, I wouldn't change it. I think we had an amazing first trip. It was a great kind of foundation for them and has made every trip thereafter nostalgic and good memories. They were old enough to ride everything and it just, it was great. Would, do I think that it would have been fine to take them sooner? Absolutely. But I, I don't regret it one bit. I th- I don't think we waited too late and it wasn't worth it. It was amazing. And I wouldn't, I, I'll go to Disney extra like at any time, but I honestly wouldn't change it. I think it was great. So what about you? What do you think? What, is there anything because you took Mila when she was, what did we say? Two and a half. You took Mila when she was two and a half. So from that time, what is something, if anything, that you learned that you feel maybe you would do differently? Or looking back, do you have, would you have changed that age that you would have taken her? I definitely think that there were pros and cons to the trip that we took. Would I change it? No. And again, I said before, the only thing I would change was myself <laughs> being 27 weeks pregnant and so tired and you so You don't sick. alter Disney to fit you. You alter yourself to fit Disney. <laughs> but really, that's exactly what it was. And, you know, the end of our trip got cut short. We were exposed to COVID and we were supposed to be visiting family on Christmas Day, but we didn't want to expose them to it potentially we ended up not getting COVID, thankfully. Um, and so our trip got cut short. We had to drive home like, 
you know, like 16 hours on Christmas Eve, I think it was. So that trip was just kind of a whirlwind. But as far as like being at Disney and experiencing that with a two and a half year old, no, I would never change it. Everything worked out so well. She had so much fun. And I also like telling my friends about that trip. There were things that we did that I had never even thought about to do as an adult. For example, when we went to Animal Kingdom, mom and dad and Heather and John wanted to go ride Dinosaur. Well, the kids couldn't ride and I couldn't ride. And so I offered to take Oliver, who was like a year and a half at the time. And then my husband, Ryan, was like, I'm not going to leave you pregnant with two kids alone in Animal (laughs) Kingdom. So like, I'll stay with you. He didn't care that much about riding it. And so we like walked around where they have like the animals in the middle of animal kingdom and we had just never really spent time doing that before because like why you know like we're adults who cares and so it was really nice to like walk around the kids had so much fun they stayed in the strollers and just like pointed at stuff which was great they got to rest we got to rest we like sat down and had some snacks like away from the crowds because like the only people that were coming through were other parents with kids in strollers that needed a break, basically. And so, like, you find different places in Disney to enjoy yourself at the ages that you've brought your kids. And you find different things that mean different things to your family. So I definitely think that each trip, every time we go, is completely different from the last trip for a variety of reasons. And you find something that means something to you every time you go. So I don't think that there is a wrong age at all except for 27 weeks pregnant. That's (laughs) 27 weeks gestation is the wrong age to take a child. (laughs) To to take. So (laughs) I think we, I feel like we've got our point across. Every age is magical. Just keep in mind the things that we've talked about today. Definitely consider reaching out to Kelsey or I to help you book your trip. Our services are free. So when you book with us, it's the same price as if you were to book directly with Disney, but we'll help you talk through all of these factors and put together a really good trip for your kids, depending on their age and their interest and what they are into. Which so we saves wanna... you time and money and a headache exactly. in the long run. So really, we give you and a discount. And you can read all you want on it, but really being able to talk it out with somebody who's been there and who knows is always helpful. So we would love to help you. Um, You can reach out to us through our website or email that we'll have linked, of course. Thank you guys for joining us today. We hope that this information helped you. Again, reach out to us if you're considering taking a Disney trip and we can help you plan everything for free. Um, And stay tuned for our next episode next week. Thank y'all. Bye.